Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. That's Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman. We're live at Tap Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor. And this Sunday, Logan, what time are we going to be there? Uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock? No. No. One o'clock. One We're o'clock. Three hours before yes, the game, and it's a four carry, o'clock kick. Carry the one. Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So one o'clock, we are there. It's a 425 kick. Uh, so we just, they don't let us start the show at 125. I'm going to protest that. I'm going to march into our boss's office and be like, we do three hours, sir. Not a moment <laughs> more. Uh, no, we'll be there at one o'clock, uh, which means you can come hang out, watch the one o'clock games, listen to us preview commanders and Seahawks. And of course, if you can't make it out to tap sports bar, you can listen to the take command pregame show on one Oh six, seven, the fan, the team nine eighty, or watch it live on either stations, YouTube page. So the defense, uh, they, they got to face the Patriots offense, which is a nice day at the office because they're not very good, but it's also their first game without chase young Montez sweat. Um, so that was, you know, they had obviously a lot of attention on them, high level thoughts, how'd they do? Um, you know, I thought in terms of replacing Montez and chase, I thought, um, FA had a good game. I thought he flashed. I think there's times where FA it's like, is FA doing what he's supposed to be doing? But also FA is making plays. So it's like kind of, you know, some good, with the, the, same, bad the same conundrum with, with those other two guys. Yeah. Um, but I think FA plays with a good effort that is always fun to see. But James uh, was very consistent. I thought he had a couple nice pressures. And I just basically James and Casey both were just incredibly consistent. They generated a fair amount of pressure. They were in their rush lanes. They fit runs correctly. Check, 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 check. And that's kind of what we were hoping we'd get from them. Um, you know, then you get to the, the interior guys. I thought John looked, had moments of kind of dominance again. I thought Duran was a little bit quiet. Ridgeway, I mean, he seems to be kind of progressing into one of the, I don't know, I don't know, premier is probably a strong word, but a very solid run stopping player on the interior who's got a great feel for what he does well and is doing a good job with it. Big Phil, I thought, um, you know, I think at, at times struggled, but I think you see kind of, the athlete that they took in the second round at times. It's just about getting him to play more consistent and considering it's his, what is it like his third game of his career? Like, you know, I think that'll come. So I think the linebackers were a little bit up and down. Um, Obviously the, everyone knows the cross dog that was misfit by Jamin. That was a big deal. Um, And I just feel like this is, this is super high level. So back even out from like the defensive line and linebackers, as I just felt like if I am Bill O'Brien today, I want to punch Mac Jones in the face because I felt like there was a ton of opportunities where Mac just needs to make the throw and we are, we've got an explosive play or we've done something really spectacular. You know, like there's the post to Jalen Rager, 
There's a corner where, um, you know, Benjamin St. Juice is in man-to-man coverage. And he, this 81, um, Demario Douglas has been running choice routes all day. So he kind of sets it up like he's running a choice. St. Juice cuts the choice like I would too. You know, you see six choices in a row, you're going to cut it. And he takes the stem up. It's a beautiful route, runs a corner. He is wide open. And Mac Jones turfs that son of a gun. You're like, okay, that's a weird bit. There's the the ball to Ramondre Stevenson at the end of the game where he, again, Ramondre Stevenson runs the fake choice and go. And the ball's way underthrown, and Jamin's able to punch it out. Great job by Jamin sticking with the play and punching the ball out. Right, but it, a good a throw, and like he's dead there. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of that from the Patriots' offense, where you're like, if this is if this is Jalen Hurts, if this is you know John Allen, if this is any name your quarterback who's a good quarterback, um, and this game feels and looks very different. I think that's the thing I keep going back to is the defense. We knew they were going to play well because Mac Jones has been struggling at quarterback. We knew they were going to play well against Atlanta because Desmond Ritter has been had been struggling at quarterback. And I I think there's a theme here because there's still a little bit of air. Like there was a coverage bust on a uh on a third and six, right? Where they're in a the the uh, the Patriot Patriots are in a tight bunch. There's a crosser, a high cross and like a post and two guys carry the high cross and the and the, the mid crosser who's uh, Juju Smith is wide open for a 15 or 20 yard gain. And that stuff it happens in the course of a game, but I do think like there needs to be a, a battening down in terms of some of this stuff and maybe um, an effort to kind of find better, better matchups for the defense. Cause like there's times where I'm kind of like, man, this is a tough matchup for anybody. And um, you know, so like that, that's all kind of going through my mind when I'm watching the film, but high level, I just think versus a better quarterback, this defense is probably yeah. in a, in a different situation. Um, it definitely feels like you can just look at who the starting quarterback is on the other team and kind of predict the result. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why. true of any defense though, really. Like, yeah, but it's, it feels so tightly correlated, um, for this unit, like Josh Allen's going to destroy their lives. Jalen hurts is going to put up a ton of points and thankfully the offense is able to keep up and keep those games close, but you know, obviously not enough because you give up 38. Um, you face Mac Jones and Desmond Ritter and you have a pretty good day at the office. You face the Giants and Tyrod Taylor, like you give up 14. Like it's always what it's supposed to be based off of the opposing offense. And you're hoping this is a unit. And obviously the expectations probably change a little bit with, with those other guys gone with Sweat and Young. It's like, oh, the four first rounders up front, dominant D-line, like all that expectation is gone. Um, but you're, you were hoping coming into the year, certainly that this would be a unit that could play above those expectations that they would take a good offense and be like, no, we're good too. And and shut it down. And I, and I want to go back to along those lines, the matchup situation, um, because I do feel like Jamin gets stuck doing a lot of stuff. That's not ideal for him. Like just where you go, Hey, like, I know you're fast. I know you're athletic and I know they drafted you to cover, but like, that's a tough ask. Why is he chasing a slot receiver? How are, how are teams so easily able to get the matchups that they want against this defense and what can be done to make that stop happening? Yeah. I think, you know, what I've been a little bit surprised with is I felt like they found a little bit of traction getting into like cover two structures and like some, just kind of mixing it up, cover two structures. Hey, we're going to play two man. We're going to play straight cover two. And I feel like this week they got back into playing some more man coverage. And the man coverage is tough because like I can identify like who's going to cover who, like based on motions and shifts and things like that. And I feel like you got kind of, that's the other thing is like looking at that offense, 
their best player is probably their running back, right? Their running back and their slot receiver. So I thought you did a good decision. You made a good decision. You matched up Benjamin St. Juice on the slot guy. And I think Benjamin St. Juice had a pretty good day. Obviously, there was a couple times where it wasn't great, like I just alluded to, but pretty good. Jamin, I think, had a pretty good day also, but he's playing against a guy who, after watching Ramondre Stevenson against this defense, like I'm like, I have a lot of respect for him as a runner, as a pass catcher, as a general playmaker. Like he's a guy that needs to get more national pub and probably should try to get out of New England because that's a tough spot for him to be in because he's a he's a legitimate like playmaking football player, you know. And so I think like in those situations, those matchups probably favor the offense. So you're really asking, can the defense win them? You know. 60% of the time, 50% of the time. And if you can, you probably win the football game. And I think in this case, they did for the most part, but they were helped out by Mac Jones. So it's like, which in you, fairness to Jack, like he probably knows that. That's a great point. That's a great point. That's a great point. Like, like you know who you're playing. And so go ahead, take your shot man to man. I don't think you can make the throw. And that's exactly what happened. That happened a ton in this game. And again, it's, if I'm, again, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I am like, what the hell, dude? Like, what are we doing? We should, we should have we should have been at least in this game late in the game, and we probably should have put up way more points and had way more yards. But that's not how it went, and it's to your point because it's he's he's not playing good football, Mac Jones, or he didn't play good football in this game. Let's just say that. So, um, and again, like they schemed some stuff open, but to your point, like maybe Jack's like, nah, he can't do it, and he didn't do it, and maybe that's good defensive. Maybe that is a good defensive approach. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, just what do you do when there is a good quarterback? Like, do you have a better answer? Do you have better solutions? Can you be a little bit more versatile and set your guys up for success? That's that's the question. Um, rookies strike back like the yeah. draft class shows up. Uh, four of the guys on defense all play. Obviously, KJ Henry has what should be a sack and the egregious, you know, roughing call, which I do think the league actually admitted like, yeah, that one shouldn't have been a penalty. Our bad. <laughs> They'll probably still fine him because they're. That's, Weirdos. I don't, yeah, like, ugh, don't get me started on that. Um, Andre Jones makes a couple of splashes, and then He's obviously okay. Forbes. Uh, and, and the thing is with Jones, like, I feel like he got washed inside a bunch. Like, he gets out of his rush lane. There's lack of discipline. He's chasing stuff. Like, I feel like that happened uh, at least more than a few times. Um, or, or a few times. He only played, what, 15? Where am I? 14 snaps in the game. Yeah. Um, but it, you see, like, the consistency and the benefit of a James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill compared to him. Yeah. Um, and I, I think and the then, guy – you mentioned KJ. I think KJ yeah. was cool to see. I think he played with a little bit more consistency than I thought he would play with. And I think yeah. he'll probably end up playing more. I know everyone was really fired up about Andre Jones, but it There's felt like – he was the fifth rounder. Yeah, I, I, which we hadn't seen, really. You know, he'd been very quiet in training camp. He was very quiet in the preseason. And this was the first time I was like, oh, all right. Like, it wasn't like he did anything spectacular, but the moment – didn't feel like the energy of the moment didn't feel too big for him. He was where he was supposed to be. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets a little bit more burn. And as he gets more burn, like you can see him start making some more plays. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously the the highlights are the the first and second rounder, the two DBs. Uh, Quan yeah. has the game ceiling interception. Emmanuel has what feels like a fantastic day. Obviously very yeah. productive. He's targeted a lot. He, he holds up 
what did you make of those two? Yeah, I thought, uh, I mean, Forbes is really the guy that sticks out to me because all those other guys, I think, uh, I think Quan played like 12 to 15 snaps, something like that. 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of that's in like cover two. He's the post safety. He's not really involved. Obviously the interception's great, but to me, that's more Fuller's play than his, but awesome job making the play when it's called. Yeah. You see him playing, you see the athlete. And I think that's something that's been exciting about his 15 plays or his 12 plays each week is he's playing with the speed and the explosiveness that I saw from, I saw from him in college. And so that to me tells me he's getting a little bit more confident. It's kind of the same thing with Percy Butler. Like when you see Percy Butler, like rip to the football, like he is seeing it better. He's playing more confident. Percy had a pretty solid game. I thought like he had a, got beat on out route, but you know, he had a great tackle from the post position on like an outside, on like a toss play. Great job. Had a nice PBU in there and the New England two minute drive at the end of the game. You know, so flashing obviously can be more consistent for sure, but great to see another young player playing well. Uh, Quan, you know, again, it'll be interesting to see if his role continues to expand and how they utilize him and if he continues to play with the confidence we've seen in the smaller sample size. But Forbes is the guy, man. Like, this was what we wanted to see. And, it, you know, he's going against, like, you know, Tyquan Thornton and Jalen Rager, and there's not a guy over there that's like, oh, like super scary A.J. Brown. But – Versus those matchups for a guy who's a first-round talent, he looked like a first-round talent. He was very physical at the line of scrimmage. He used his length well. He was very patient. He was competitive at the catch point, obviously. And, again, there was one where maybe he gets bailed out by Mac Jones where the the, the DB's running – or the receiver's running to go. He's in the trail position. I think he's a good position, but that's one of those ones where, you know, it's the same position he was in versus A.J. Brown against Philly last week, but Jalen Hurts throws a dime and A.J. Brown's a beast but he makes a play on the football there. So I think his grade on PFF was like a 93. And yeah, it's not 91, three, 90, like 91, three, which is awesome. And I think yeah, right. The third so. best corner in the league last weekend. And he made a great tackle on a jet sweep. Really fantastic yep. job on that. And maybe my favorite play of the game is um, they hit a screen pass to, to Ramondre Stevenson late. And Ramondre Stevenson had literally not been brought down by the first tackler the entire game. Like that dude's contact balance in this game was outstanding. And it's one-on-one him and a guy who weighs 235 pounds and Ramondre Stevenson. And, you know, everyone knows Forbes is not a big man and he's able to get him to the ground. And there was not a lot of fear. Like that was a big criticism earlier in the season. Like he wasn't fit and runs great. He was a little bit tentative. Great job on that. So it was nice to see a two nice tackles, um, and then all, I think he had four PBUs, if I remember correctly. So, um, really it's his day. I, I would say, you know, uh, we can talk about the other rookies, but he's the guy that yeah looked like a first round pick played like a first round pick, won all of his matchups and had like a, I don't want to say dominant. Cause I think that has like this, but it was a very dominant, very prolific performance for a defensive back. So good job for him. Yeah. It was very clear. New England was like, when 13's in the game, we can, we can get him. And, and he was like, him. no, no, you can't. Like I'm, I'm ready. Um, and maybe there is a little credence to some of the things that he said after the Philly game, uh, where he's like, "I was in good position." Like the guy pushed off and he made a play. I just got to make a play. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think I have a technique issue. And Ron's still talking about like, "Oh, there's techniques you got to clean up. This, that, the other thing." And I don't know the way wh- who when when this coaching staff decides to like be hard on a player versus when they're not. I'll never figure it out. Yeah. But I, I think overall, like, it's a good sign. Forbes, I think, is going to be fine. Um, he's still you, got stuff need. to learn. Yeah, he's still got stuff to learn, but like he's got the right makeup, and I think that mentality and and um, 
you listen to him talk, you go back to even some of the behind the scenes video of, of his interview with the draft and you're like, Oh, I get it. I get why yeah. you fall in love with this kid and take him in the first round. Uh, and it's just a matter of him figuring out the physical part, which hopefully will be a continued success uh, in terms of the work in progress. All right. Anything else from this game uh, in general, or are we, uh, we good here for the film review? Uh, I think we are, we're doing, we're doing okay. And it's just about for offensively. I think we're all excited about Sam, a couple things here and there, maybe, maybe need to be corrected. Maybe not. Well, you know, that's a question yeah. for, uh, for the OC on uh, whatever day his media is available. And then defensively, can we get, uh, is there a, a level of consistency that can be reached? Cause if there is against better quarterback play, I don't want to say they can make a run, but it feels like they have enough pieces where they could if if get a little bit more consistent on defense and Sam continues to progress. Because that's the one thing about having a quarterback, man. A good quarterback or a guy that's a top 15 player, he can make you right. So if that's the progression and that's the direction we're going, be very optimistic about the future of this team. Yeah, definitely. John Allen, uh, after the game in the locker room, said, uh, hey, look, we haven't even put together a full game yet. Like, you guys will play great. Talking about the offense, we'll play okay for a certain amount of time. We haven't all put it together for 60 minutes. So imagine how good we can be. And to me, that's the real test of, of how good a team is. Is like, can you do that with any kind of consistency? Because everyone in the NFL is talented. Everyone can put together a good quarter. Can you put together four quarters and then eight quarters and then 12 and, and on down the line? Uh, and that's what we're going to find out with this team over the second half of the season. Starting with the Seattle Seahawks this weekend, we preview it on the Friday show. And of course, for three hours before the game, take a man pregame show on Sunday. We will see you then. I'll see you on the Team 980 from 4 to 7 between now and then. Thanks for listening to Take Command.